0: Gavarino! Go! No, 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 no! Hey everybody, welcome to Historically Adjacent. I'm Blaine Zimmerman. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan and Russ we're really excited about this season. Yeah. It's, it's a new format. It uh, yeah. I think that it's been really fun. We've had some really good feedback about this season. We've had some people that have jumped in this season and they're like, now I want to go check out the president ones. Yeah. Which, yeah, absolutely. Go please for it. do. And so, the
1: American Gladiator ones. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so for this episode, we're <laughs> going to go ahead and start with our good friend, Brian Allwart. Let's do it. Ryan,
2: why don't you uh, take it away? Okay, so being a proud Hoosier of over 30 years, I wanted to do a very Indiana story today. One of my favorite authors, probably top three, came from our beautiful Hoosier state. Jim Davis? Um, Jim, no, it's not Jim Davis, although hmm. we are in a big season of Garfield in our home right now. Our daughter Olivia is addicted to Garfield.
1: Was um, Nermal, normal was the cutest cat, right? Normal <laughs> was the cutest, yes. Oh, got it. And there was I, no relationship between Garfield no, huh? and Normal.
2: He was just annoyed that Normal was a cute little kitten. Yeah. And then I can't remember Odie? Was it Irma? Was it Irma? Irma. What was the other cat who was like the female What was John's girlfriend's name? Maybe that was Oh yeah, uh, Heathcliff. No. He, was Heathcliff kind of, now that I think about it, he was like just knock off Garfield, wasn't
1: he? Oh, 100%. Yeah, he lived huh. in a
2: junkyard. And your daughter just had a Garfield-themed birthday. She did, yeah, for her nine, nine-year birthday Did birthday. Lauren bake the cake? I saw the cake look great. No, the, the cake was purchased, um, but it was fantastic. It tasted delicious. Yeah, Was it, was, it
1: like striped? Yeah. Or yeah. was it an actual, an entire Garfield?
2: No, that was what, Lauren, Lauren made an entire giant cardboard of pin the tail on Garfield. The, did anybody get
1: the tail? Shout out to Lauren, who's yeah.
2: really good in the show that Ryan does the rest hasn't seen yet.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I haven't right. seen that show yet. Yeah. Nights with Ryan Allen and Friends. Yeah. yeah it yeah.
0: is a really cool show. There's, Thanks, but, yeah. Uh, but it's going to come to Polly Darton. Polly Darton. Polly Darton's one of my favorite parts yeah. of the show. Our Muppet that Lauren. Other handles. favorite part is texting Russ what's Hold happening in the show and then second. Ryan <laughs> leaning
2: down going, don't do that.
1: <laughs> there's there's Muppets in it?
2: Hey, there might be. You might just have to come oh. on November 22nd. Uh, what? November 22nd? November 22nd. Night before Thanksgiving.
1: Oh. Yeah, Oh, I'll go back. I'll go again. It's also the. I'm uh, only going if Blaine's not going.
2: Blaine, <laughs> you can't come. It's also the 60th anniversary uh, that night of JFK's assassination. Is that why? Oh, you did it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. My dad said James he, Franco. My dad is coming, and he's like, I could stand up and uh, recite by memory the poem that I wrote about. No that. thanks. And I was oh, like, not yeah. Dad,
1: we're good.
0: No, we didn't need that. We're good, Dad. We Are you sure? Because that. that might or be or the your super fans coming. Yeah. It also
2: could be great. We met. Yeah. Can you just playing in the background.
0: <laughs> the night I went was the opening night of this. And then there were podcast fans. Yeah. Like yeah. It was, it was Cause, like I got there was like a thing. There's like a meet and greet after the show. Uh-huh. where Everybody got to come like take a picture in front of a step and repeat yep. with Ryan and Lauren. And at one point, Ryan was like, Blaine, get over here. They want a picture with you. And I was like, why? <laughs> 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 I was, was, I was cool. here to watch the show. Why do they want a picture with me? <laughs>
2: because they love the podcast.
0: Yeah. And they also like cornered me in the bathroom. Oh, Um, yeah, like I'd like, I'd like w- open the door to like walking out of the bathroom. Go ahead. It's um, a different
1: scenario if they cornered you when you're walking. No, I like walked out
0: yeah. and this lady was like, oh, you're Blaine from the podcast. And I was like, I
2: j-
1: I'm yep, wash yep. my hands,
2: I promise. I am, yes. <laughs>
0: so anyway,
1: Garfield.
2: Anyway, Garfield. It's not Jim Davis. But it's uh,
1: James Garfield.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, cool. Gene Shepard is who we're talking about tonight, also known as Shep to his friends. He was an American storyteller and humorist, a radio and TV personality, a writer and an actor. What comes to mind when I say you'll shoot your eye out?
1: hmm Christmas story a Christmas story there it
2: is the author yeah. of the Christmas story also the narrator of my favorite movie a Christmas story Gene Shepard narrates is it's it is a semi autobiographical piece of him growing up in Hammond Indiana, up in Lake County near Chicago region rats kind of the west side of the rust belt the upper Midwest
1: it's such a good movie
2: it's great it's not one of my favorites that's okay really
0: yeah Christmas movies, National Lampoon number one.
2: Yeah, it's great.
0: Um, We always watch Love Actually. Hmm. We always watch um, Die Hard. Bad Santa, Bad Santa is good. And (laughs) new to our rotation because I'm just a weird dude. Is this Mel Gibson movie where he's Santa, but he's also like a former operator? Oh, is
1: that like Bad Santa also? No, no, uh, no. It's it's like like, uh, it's like John
0: Wick. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's dark. Like Santa is like a uh, yeah, a hired and gun. Walton Goggins is the dude that's coming after him. Okay, and everything. It's dude. It is huh. so freaking good. It's called Fat, I, Man, right? Fat Man, right? Fat Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. that that's Fat like the, there's a Walton Goggins gets to say the titular line in the movie. Fat I'm gonna get you, Fat Man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think a Christmas story is? The most viewed, like by it has like, to be because to TBS be. plays, like, plays it yes. for twenty four straight it, right? hours.
2: Yeah. TBS has it for the entire day.
1: If you are in America, uh-huh. you have seen a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: I think that's maybe why it's not one of my favorites because it's so, so ubiquitous. It's so yeah.
2: overdone. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's everywhere. I get that. I like it. Shep narrated that. He also makes a cameo in that movie. His name is Shep? Like he was a three-stooge? They called him Shep. That was his nickname. After Alan Shepard. Gene Shepard. Oh. But that was one of the three, it was the fourth Stooge, right? Uh, I don't know. Shemp. Shemp. Okay, yeah. I knew you would know. Yeah. Yeah. He is the guy in Bigby's department store. Or Higby's? Is it Higby? It doesn't matter. When when Ralphie is going to see Santa with his brother. Is he uh-huh. the mean elf? No. Oh. He's the guy who says, hey, kid, the line starts down that way. Speaking of that, oh, yeah. Ralphie's an elf. Ralphie he's is He's like an elf. the head elf.
0: Oh, that's uh-huh. right. Yeah, yeah That's one of it. my favorite Christmas yeah. movies. I, love, I elf. love elf. I love
2: elf. Bye, buddy. Hope you, Hope you find fun. your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye,
1: Mr. Arctic Puffin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that movie. Bye, buddy.
1: <laughs> is that your favorite you Christmas movie?
0: No, I told you National Lampoon's Screw. Oh, that's right. It's like, pretty great. Every year, the day after Thanksgiving is when I put up Christmas lights. Yeah. And I, I have a Black Hawks Clark Griswold oh, jersey. Nice. Like from the movie with the yeah, double zero sure, that says Griswold sure. on the back. I put that on to put
2: Christmas lights up every year. One of my favorite scenes in that it is excellent comedic acting is when he's at the lingerie counter. Oh, and he's Mary. so nervously oh, yeah. talking to talking to the girl. Puts like the underwear in a in a non-existent yeah. uh-huh. pocket. Barely see the lines, Russ. Yeah. Anyway,
1: all
2: right. So Gene Shepard, uh, born in 1921 in Chicago, relocates to him and right outside the city sporadically attends IU. I I don't think he he, uh, graduates, uh, serves stateside during World War II in the Signal Corps, which, Blaine, what would that be? Radio people. Radio people, okay. Which actually is foreshadowing for his career because he went from being on the radio in Hammond, to Toledo, to Cincinnati. He then went to Philadelphia, back to Cincinnati. Great city. Oh,
1: he's going to Cincinnati a lot as a radio DJ?
2: WKRP in Cincinnati. He goes to New York City in the mid-50s, and that's where he really gets a large fan base telling these stories. Some are fictional, some are autobiographical. He reads some poetry by some of his favorite poets. Like, he's like your dad. He reads a poem about uh, JFK being shot. <laughs> right. My dad did write a poem about uh, JFK's assassination as a child.
1: Gene Shepard is like the precursor to Garrison Keeler.
2: Yeah, very much so. So, like, the American satirist humor writer.
1: Oh, Gene. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, what's my. I, I have an author that
0: I'm a big fan of David Sedaris. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. David Sedaris is a, a great A lot of those guys, actually, satirist.
2: Jerry Seinfeld says that this Ooh. guy he said what's the deal with the christmas story he actually named his third child shepherd after gene shepherd he said essentially he wouldn't be in comedy if it weren't it's for funny, gene it's funny really? like yeah. i know russ is also a big seinfeld fan like i am
0: and yeah i'm not that's a lie <laughs> the um like comedy central now is basically like three tv shows and they just like do Long runs like In every syndicate. Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. is Seinfeld day. One of my favorite episodes is on last week, and I was texting Russ, and I was like, "This episode is on today," and now I don't remember which one it was. It was uh oh, what was
1: it? it do you remember? No, I don't remember at all. I don't. Well, do we want to start naming Seinfeld? The, episodes? If you think about
2: Seinfeld, what's he most? It was figured? the one where they were all trying to go see Prognosis Negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The movie how movie. would you describe yeah. Seinfeld's like humor of like what he's talking about?
1: Like a situation. Andy Rooney.
2: Well, well, it's, it's like lived, like yep. it's
0: situational,
2: like a uh, storytelling, I guess. And it's usually based around something minor. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
2: that he traces, he's like, like it's a show about nothing. Right? Gene Shepard taught me how to do comedy. There's a quote he says, he really formed my entire comedic sensibility. I learned how to do comedy from Gene Shepard. Who's your favorite comedian?
1: Oh.
2: Robin Williams. And that's not just comedy, but that encompasses his acting as well. Yeah. Sure,
1: I mean that's a really good one. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I, th- I really, I, that.
0: I truly think mine's Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like the way his brain works. Sure, was just and the fact that he could just do an entire hour of uh-huh. one-liners. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that's yeah. super impressive. Yeah. Straight face. Yeah, yeah. Straight face. Yeah. Everything was a one-liner. Uh-huh. It was all very like, oh, why have I never thought about that?
2: Yeah. He also, when he was on the radio, he did this famous stunt. It was basically a hoax about a book that did not exist. He was talking about how easy it is to manipulate bestseller lists. And he's like, by the way, you guys got to read this book, I Libertine. By Frederick R. Ewing does not exist. He, he told us he was like, "Go, you know, go, go to your nearest bookstore and tell them they got to get I Libertine in on the shelves." Well, it drives up demand for this fake book that eventually does get on a bestseller list, even though it doesn't even exist.
1: How do books get on a bestseller list? Is it just by word of mouth? Man, I don't know.
2: I don't know what the. I always the, just assumed it was because they sold a lot.
1: That's what I thought too. And it but was this data is driven.
2: Real, I don't know. Maybe there's a publisher. Back thing then, there's probably not a thing called data though. Yeah, that's true. And then he had this wildly non-existent book that he decided, well, I might as well write I've Libertine later in life, which okay. it ended up being very successful. He published a lot of these short stories in Playboy. He then oh. he, he mm-hmm. – you've read the as articles because of yeah. Gene Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote books. I've read, I think, all – She got published in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I've read all these, actually. I'm looking at the list. In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories and other disasters, the Ferrari in the bedroom, and a fistful of fig newtons, um, he, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. So
1: he's. They sound like Dave Barry books. Yeah. Or, it sounds the, like David Sedaris. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. Or Sedaris. Who's the, the female Dave Barry? Um, I, there's no way we're gonna pull this. I don't no. know. Yeah. I don't know.
2: It's okay. We're moving on. I want to give you some quotes because he writes a lot about Indiana, which is what I love about this guy. This is from In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. He says, quote, I will have to describe to you what a lake in the summer in northern Indiana is like. To begin with, heat in Indiana is something else again. It descends like a 300-pound fat lady onto a picnic bench in the middle of July. Yes. It can literally be sliced. We experienced
0: that last weekend.
2: It can literally be sliced into chunks and stored away in the basement to use in winter. On cold days, you just bring it out and turn it on. Like the way he talks about the mundanity of life in mm-hmm. Northern Indiana. Yeah. It actually makes you want to experience it. He has some really cool writings about. Nothing about what you just said made me want to experience it. <laughs> no,
1: nothing about
2: Well, well let me. Back I award up. you no the points. Point, <laughs> God have mercy on your soul. The way That's he writes a about. Garrison the Garrison
1: Keeler thing to do. Uh uh-huh. huh. Make people want to go yep. to a place like Minnesota.
2: The way he writes about the Indiana State Fair in like the mid 50s. That makes you want to invent a time I bet machine. That's amazing, yeah, dude. He's talking, or he's talking about the experience that he had with his dad, and I think his uncle, or maybe it was a dad's friend, mm-hmm. driving from Hammond to go to the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Oh, and it's it's like mid fifties, talking about like the two lane country highways in the middle yeah. of nowhere, Indiana are slammed. Shout People out have- to our podcast guest Stingray Rob that's driven in the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Good full oh. circle moment yeah. right there. Which is kind of cool. I say the Christmas story is somewhat autobiographical, but it's compiled where like he's pulling from these different stories and like the dad in a Christmas story tries to imagine that he's in the pit at the 500. That's basically based on him remembering what it was like to sit in his dad's car going to the 500 and seeing it. He talks about comments that his dad makes watching dirt racing at the state fair or like looking at the, the crown pig, you know, the award-winning pig at the state fair and just Charlotte, like his, yeah, his Cohen. quotes that he does. What a
1: pig. Charlotte, what a pig. Charlotte. Charlotte. Wait, what was the name of the pig? Wilbur.
2: Wilbur is the yeah. pig. He also acted on TV though. Radio really made him the, the name that he is today. But I just, I think uh, the
1: Christmas story made the yeah. name. Yeah. And, yeah. And
2: actually the Christmas story was then written after the movie came out. Like he was like, He basically has this moment in one of the books that has – it's not called – the chapter is not called The Christmas Story or A Christmas Story. But he then – the book was written after the fact because of the success of the movie, which was pulled from all these different stories. And he's like, here's A Christmas Story. And then they wrote the book later. They actually have a a musical of The Christmas Story. Like, I love his writing. I love his tone. I love his humor. I love the fact that it's Midwest and it's obviously here in Indiana, but I think I love the impact that this guy made that, and this is sort of the thread with the presidents where like the legacy aspect of it, if he's got a guy who's like Jerry Seinfeld, who's saying I'm a comedian because of this guy, you know,
1: who made a movie called comedian.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's similar in the sense of like when we,
1: what? Jerry Seinfeld made a, made movie, a movie called, called comedian. comedian. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: He's it's it's similar to the concept of how we looked at the president. So we're like, how are we still impacted today based uh, like on we what... Did, you did ask us that question every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would the United States be different if James Garfield didn't do X, Y, Z, or whatever?
1: Or if but Gene be. Shepard didn't.
2: Yeah. He's in the National Radio Hall of Fame. He's influenced people from Jerry Seinfeld to Donald Fagan from Steely Dan.
1: Whoa, really? Uh, Why? Uh, because everybody has seen that movie.
2: Donald Fagan from Steely Dan, his, he had a solo album called the Nightfly, which was, he basically wrote an album based on this character that he kind of made Gene Shepard, the archetype for, which yeah. is kind of cool. And um, he got his name from that Oliver Twist
1: guy. Who's that? Fagan. Oh, really? Well, you guys porch, remember that? Please. The one who got the kids together to be, uh, yeah. pickpockets. Steely he Dan, was the Jewish archetype. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's terrible. Steely Dan, named Charles after uh, uh, um,
2: an adult marital aide. Steely Dan. Oh. It, what? Steely Dan <laughs> is named after a vibrator. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, <laughs> that was Gene <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to hear from, I think, Russ. Russ next? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming, but there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans, and that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful, housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation, and you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities. Browse the current open job openings in these communities and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Okay, welcome back. That was Gene Shepard.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Ryan. That was an amazing story. It, great that you could bring it back to Indiana. We're now going to go to Russ Slithka, and this is the portion of the episode that I like to call What Do We Think Russ Is Going to Talk About? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, gosh. I Russ think it's going it. to be, let's see, somebody that is like has carnival adjacent mm. um, mm. capabilities.
1: Oh, huh. okay. That's. That's not a, too far off. I'm
0: going to go a little mad science. A little... Oh, Russ does love science. Except for right now, he's not reading science books.
1: I'm not reading science books. What are, what you, are you reading? reading? Yeah. The, the man who mistook his wife for a hat. A hat.
2: <laughs> it's a movie, I think, too. Is it? I
1: think so. What are so. you
2: reading right now, Right. Uh, I'm finishing up a book by a guy named Bob Goff called Dream Big, and then I'm going to start reading an American Revolution book. There's a book that I
0: think you would like, written by one of the Pixar originators. Oh, uh, is
2: it Creativity Inc.?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've read it. Okay, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's very much mm-hmm. a Ryan John Alwart John Lasseter is yeah. his name. Yeah. I'm reading a book called The Next America. What's that? Uh, oh. It's written by one of the founders of the Pew Research Center. Oh, okay. About oh. like, and it was it's recent. It's written post-COVID. Okay. About like where we're at yeah. and where we're probably going. Interesting. It was a book that was recommended uh, and purchased for everybody in my SKL class. What's SKL? So, Just for uh, those who the don't Stanley know. K. Lacey Leadership Series. I was selected to. Be a part of this year long program. I'm really excited about it. It's only 25 people in Indianapolis get it selected for it every year. It's super nice. exciting. That's huge. Um, all right, Russ. All right, Russ. Go. What do you got?
1: All right. Carnival adjacent. Madsburg. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's actually so 500 years ago oh. in what were the early years of South America's 1523. 15, 15, 1523. Roughly 1523. Okay. Columbus sailed. The- Mm -hmm. in south america there was the arauco war a-r-a-u-c-o an army of
0: i'm gonna like step up on not being able to pronounce things for my story so don't worry arauco arauco
1: arauco Arauco.
0: Arauco. 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 let's just say
1: arauco the arauco war arauco Uh
2: sounds like a uh, pharmaceutical company Mm, arauco or like a seed company that makes like bioengineer Also fair. Scene. I will also accept that answer. Thank you. I
1: heard the majority of those pharmaceutical commercials are filmed in South Africa. Did you really? Know that? I did not know like, that.
0: Like the ones that are like if you're allergic to this yeah, don't it take it. Be anything. Yeah, anything. If We're you're there. allergic to Zelljans
1: <laughs> yeah, Zeljans. don't take
0: Zelljans, and yeah. it's like,
1: yeah, no crap. Yeah, right. yeah, where they show them on a boat and like the Cape yeah. of Good Hope, you know, like. yeah, taking Zelljans, <laughs> oh,
0: because it's so. always like an older couple yeah. that are like living out their their golden years, yeah. and yeah. they're like, yeah, but if you take this drug, you'll have longer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you will. included <laughs> <laughs> explosive diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Death. This, there's one recently that's that, that is very podcast adjacent to us yeah. because one of the side effects is a rash of the perineum. Ah, yes. Oh, and the cold the sack sack I was Douglas. like, oh, the cul-de-sac yeah. Douglas. Yeah, that's what like, you mean there. You take this, you might have an itchy Gosh, that's, taint. That a, <laughs> that's a very specific <laughs> yeah, side it effect. It is. And it, I think it's like Zell is
2: like <laughs> the name of like it. A, like a nasal spray for where, some reason just makes your taint.
1: Where it. on earth do they come up with the names for those drugs? Because it's not like I think that it, there's no I think etymology. That like there's, there's no Latin to no, it. No, I think no. there
0: is. I think that it's like the etymology of whatever the drug is, and then they find something in the middle that they can just yeah. mark it.
1: Or they just smush it together. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's I don't know dumb. where
0: Cialis came from. Well, mm. That's Besides dumb. Bob Why not they do but, that? Why would they come up with a catchy name? We're sitting in two distinct tubs <laughs> someone, by ourselves, someone, looking over a mountain. Someone's got to get take out our a boner tub. pill. <laughs> okay,
1: all right, Russ. Uh, all right, the Aruco War. Aruco, yeah, yeah. It right. was where the Spanish conquistadors mm. battled like seven thousand, several thousand uh-huh. Mapuche Indians, and they slaughtered a bunch of people. Okay. in a war. Yeah, yeah. conquistadors
0: were like the American Legion of. Conquerors. They had their very distinct hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: They're like the American Legion of <laughs> Conquerors. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Funny Hat Club is what I oh. call. Them. So, in one of these battles in Southern Chile, 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 Chile. near the there's bio, an
0: Indiana connection to Chile, by the way. Oh.
1: The Bio Bio River, B-I-O B-I-O.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which river is it's by? It's by the Bi-Bio. Bio 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 Bio, bio, bio. bio, bio. bio, bio. Uh, The Spanish captured 150 Mapuche prisoners. Among them, a young chieftain named Galvarino. Galvarino. Have you guys heard of Galvarino?
0: Yeah, he won uh, the World Cup for Chile in uh, 1946. Galvarino. I've heard of galvanized, but I haven't heard of Galvarino. Galvarino definitely sounds like a a Brazilian football player. Oh, for sure. No last name. Yeah. Yeah. He scores a goal, like slides on his knees, and then points at his back. Galvarino. Yeah. Galvarino, go! No, 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 no! All
1: right. So after they captured Galvarino yes. and 150 others, uh-huh. they marched them back to their encampment and gave them a, a very quick trial, as a, one a does. A swift with talking to. A swift talking to, a swift trial. You guys can't understand a word that we're saying, yeah. can you? And then after the trial, when they were found guilty, how uh, would course. they even do a trial?
0: I don't know. It, well, yeah. we could make it seem all in the up and up. Because that's guess, how we do it in the old
2: country. Because the
1: conquistadors are all yeah. in the up and up. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Nobody governor expects
2: the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> who was the one who burnt his ships? He's like, we're staying here. Was that a... Uh, uh, you, you, you've heard the term burn the ships? No. no. Where it's like, he's, he's basically like, no, we're staying put here. Like, they didn't allow... Killigan. Trips back to the motherland. Anyway, continue. Okay.
1: I've I've never heard of that before. Yeah. You should look it up. I'll look it up. Governor Garcia Hurtado de Mendoza, the Spanish leader, ordered the troops to sever the right hand and nose of each warrior. Okay. Why the nose? I don't know. Because do you know that the... The right hand
0: and nose. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Because
0: at the time, like left-handed people would have been non-existent, basically. So
2: you're getting rid of of the hand that can do anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is this where the term right-hand man comes from? Yes. No.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> Galvarino. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Yeah, so he ordered him to sever the right hand to the nose of each warrior, but according to the legend, after Galvarino had his left hand hacked off, he bravely offered up his right hand. Oh.
0: He was he, like, let's do it,
1: guys. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Do it. Yeah, and then supposedly he, he didn't flinch. Like, they cut Dope. off both hands. I like this and he guy. Just, yeah. He's he like, I don't
0: over. need either of these hands for my football skills. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I have uh, one nub now. I got guess what do. I'm never getting? A handball. That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess what I'm never getting? A handball. <laughs> What's a handbill? Is that like a pamphlet? A handbill would be a pamphlet. Yeah. yeah. Like a okay. Thomas Paine. Post, post no bills. Yeah. He then asked his torturers to deliver the killing blow. Ah. But yeah, they was were like, confused. Do it. Do, Kill do it. Kill me. I yeah. dare you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do have any hands. I don't have hands, so
0: it's really <laughs> worthless at this point, so it's not going to bother me at all. You got no
1: arms left. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your arm off. So Galvarino uh, and the dozens of other mutilated warriors were then freed and ordered to tell the Mapuche general to surrender and prevent any kind of further bloodshed. So they sent him back as a message right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. He's like, Hey, this isn't going well. We should probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Galvarino didn't do that. He's instead, like, he urged anything. Instead, he urged Cal, Cal can i see it really quick
2: i want to give it a shot yeah here we we go that's uh capolican
1: capolican i'm
2: not giving it a shot (laughs) there you go Uh, capolican i believe you those gestures would have been interesting to see uh uh-huh because he's he ain't got no he doesn't have any hands but then he
1: raised them in the air his bloody stumps and that's what like they were like yes we're gonna follow this guy like yeah He's hardcore. He wants to go back. As long as he
0: holds him in the air, they'll win the battle. Little did they know. So then his brothers have to hold his arms up. Yeah,
2: (laughs) he's got to keep him elevated so he doesn't bleed out. Yeah, sure, true. They got to cauterize that.
1: Yeah, they said a man with no hands is often more effective to incite war than the hands of Hercules and the industry of Caesar's. How did they know about Hercules Hercules or Caesar? Caesar? I don't know. They were educated. You How? You do think they were educated? Are the conquistadors talking about this
2: or the... the, um, the That had to be after the fact. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it must be after the fact. Yeah. Revisionist history. I guess. But what good is somebody who doesn't have hands against an enemy? Not much. Right? There's not much. Not and Galvarino good. knew that. Oh. So, before the next offensive, he fastened knives to both of his wrists. No. How? How? <laughs> With his so feet. it's like that Quentin Tarantino movie where they put the like M16 on the lady's leg? Yeah. 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 There's no record of how big the knives were or how sharp, though, but he had. What looked like gleaming blades sprouting from his stumps. Yeah.
2: he was the first Wolverine.
1: He was how the did first he get Wolverine?
2: these fastened
1: to his stumps? Someone uh, else it, had to either have hands or he. Had they head. referred Duct tape. to him as lances, dexterous feet. Uh huh. They called them lances and aliens. The, they must have effectively cauterized to even allow the attempt of something. Yeah, and I think they just like wrapped it around it. Maybe like sure, like uh, with a, bamboo with a tourniquet type sure. of thing. Yeah. Ooh, a tourniquet that would they work fuse for two things. To his
0: arms. I don't think they went like, into what? his arms. Okay. I
1: imagine they were like a tourniquet to yeah. stop the blood and to attach the knife. Okay. Yeah. It's like dual purpose. Because he had stumps. <laughs> he did
2: have stumps. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Cortez who burned the ships, by the way. Oh yeah, that and was then terrible. And then conquered the he Aztecs. Was like, have yeah. some blankets. And never
1: found gold. Nope, never did. El Dorado. Nor the city. Yeah. Of El Dorado. Uh, November thirtieth, fifteen fifty-seven. Okay. So we were close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean not exact, but we were close. Sure. I mean I didn't give you all the information though. No, I get it. Less than a month after his capture, Galvarino was on the front line of what became known as the Battle of Miller Millerapo,
0: Miller Milwaukee. M- it's <laughs> Algonquin for the good luck go. <laughs> Uh thanks, there- Alice Cooper. <laughs> you know Alice <laughs> Cooper's a scratch golfer.
2: Yeah, I did know that, actually. Like, Super what an good. amazing
0: image yeah. of yeah. Alice Cooper on the golf course. Yeah. And, like, it bothers me. He could just <laughs> tear me apart on the golf course, but I would not turn down the opportunity no, to play no. golf with Alice Cooper. Uh-uh. That would be fascinating. Be awesome. Do
1: you think Marilyn Manson is a good golfer? I don't No, know how I feel no that he's way. problematic.
0: No. We're not allowed to talk about him. Oh. No, I bet he's not. Yeah, there's zero chance Marilyn Manson's good at golf. I I'll put it out there right now. Marilyn Manson, if you him. want to beat me at golf, yes. you come to my home golf course. The mm. gauntlet it, has been thrown. The, yeah, the gauntlet has been thrown. Yep. I will play Marilyn Manson in golf at Winding Ridge Golf Course in Lawrence Township, on, Indiana. With well, right, Knives on your stumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's water in the first hole. You got to stay away from the hills in the second hole. Sure. I mean, there's a hole. Yeah. You're so he good to you know beat know Marilyn that. Manson on it. Yeah. No, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I, would, I, guarantee you, guarantee I think that's you a golf i beat saying, Marilyn though. Manson. Yeah. I think that's golf.
1: what the golfers say. I'm so That's good. epitaph status. status right there. Uh so the that's plan yeah,
0: that's going on my grave. Mm-hmm. He would have beat Marilyn <laughs> Manson at golf had Marilyn Manson ever played him. Yeah.
1: Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The plan was to ambush the Spanish encampment and overwhelm them with artillery and horses. But the Mapucho sprang the trap too quickly and despite Knife hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, As they were attacking, they were hit with cannon fire, and all 3,000 Mapuche were killed. Mm. Yikes. That's a lot of Mapuches. Yeah, which was just like, compared to like minor injuries on the Spanish side. So they were absolutely overwhelmed. They had brass. Not not a saxophone. No, not yet. That's a woodwind.
0: Yeah, the reason Chile has a uh, oh, yeah. Indiana like bent to it. Go on. They uh, went bankrupt as a country, and they were supposed to host the 1987 Pan American Game. When they went bankrupt, we were supposed to host what was four years later, 1991, yeah. and so the Pan American Game said, could you do it early?" Wait, 91? You said 84, 87? I'm sorry. So the commission said, "Can you do it early?" And we were like, "Yeah, we can do it early." Yeah. And then Fidel Castro was like. They bribed him. They gave him a $5 million bribe because we wanted to host. And there are a few people from Indianapolis that went to Cuba to talk Fidel Castro into allowing Cuba to play in the Pan Am games because he was going to boycott the games. I got to interview three of the people that went to Cuba, that went to Fidel Castro's house to talk him into letting Cuba into the 1987 Pan Am games. That's wild. She lays like tie into Indiana.
1: How bad did Fidel Castro want to play in those Pan Am games? Because he was an athlete, right? He was a baseball player. Yeah. He was a baseball player. Well, he was really, basketball well, a basketball player. Basketball
0: player. I seen yeah. you that video. He, yeah. Fidel Castro, he could throw down. He could hoop? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I bet he wanted to play. I bet that was one of his like negotiating things. One of his negotiations Fidel, by the way was he side. was going to
0: be able to fly here over Washington, D.C. without any uh, U.S. intervention. And they were like, that's not happening. That's not happening. It was right? the one thing they didn't give him.
2: He's like the reverse Dennis Rodman. He's There's the dictator a, trying yeah.
0: to be... Yeah. There's a really. <laughs> Good podcast about it called Hidden Indie. Oh, um, it's episode seven. Blaine of is Hidden being humble. Yeah. Blaine co-created that. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it, but it's really cool because, like, in that episode, you literally hear from the people that went to Fidel Castro's house. Will you put that in the show notes? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. cool. one of the guys we interview is now the current president of the uh, IndyCar. Oh wow! Like he was yeah. 30, 30 or thirty-one when he flew to Fidel Castro's house. That's His name is Mark Miles. That's nutty. Like, and I remember that was one, like a very pinch me moment. Sitting yeah. in Mar- Mark Miles' office on turn three, I think, okay. no, turn four, being like, "I don't know how we got here yeah. and how we're talking about this." <laughs> it was just like I asked, and he said yes. Yeah. Like very <laughs> we like, uh, sitting
2: in this uh, office. Our, our visit to the Benjamin Harrison home. Here yeah. Andy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Just sometimes Shout things out happen Charlie if, you, Hyde. Hyde.
1: if you just ask. Scores of Marpuchu were yes. uh, slaughtered while just some wounding on the Spanish side and all their horses were killed. Scores of dead horses. But it was said that... That's a good band name. Scores of dead horses. Yeah. While, while Galvarino was like leading his troops, basically, with his knife arms. <laughs> I want everybody to picture that because I've pictured it I'm, a no, lot since i am. <laughs> I'm picturing
0: a man in a loincloth yeah. with knives... Loosely tied around his hands, yeah, just yeah. like stabbing.
2: Here's, <laughs> He's kind of punch just stabbing, running
0: up punch stab.
1: <laughs> Actually, that was his catchphrase. He'd be like,
0: "Punch stab, punch, punch, punch stab. stab, punch stab, punch stab."
1: I, I would, re- I really wish that he had like gone through and like kicked ass. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, he didn't. No, that was the oh. okay, so no, What happened? So it's no. just this crazy guy yelling punch <laughs> stab that just dies. Well, he didn't die in that battle. He was He lost caught. his foot and then he tied a <laughs> knife around the foot. <laughs>
0: yeah. He was like, punch or stab kick. Stab kick. Stab <laughs> punch. it. Have not you.
1: After the battle, he and his men were sentenced to hang. The ones that He were was like, left. Do it, I dare you. I've already we've gone through this. And they like the Spanish <laughs> And then he was
0: like Hand cut. And then he cut the <laughs> rope that the noose was on. Yeah. That's what I was like, wondering. They, they never like, cut the they were like pshaw, oh, we probably shouldn't cut <laughs> the knives off. We <laughs> rid yeah, of his we should have got
1: rid of his knife hands. <laughs> really poor choice him. on our part. You can't hang a guy with knife hands. But <laughs> I mean, they tried to pardon him. Like the because there was such an uprising when he was caught from The inky him. From the Yeah. That they were trying to pardon, pardon him and he him said
0: because his knife hands
1: cut to the rope.
2: That's a deep Incubus cut. Yeah, references. I don't even don't, what I do. You know what a succubus it. is? There's yeah, an incubus and a succubus. Incubus. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. Oh yeah, yeah. They do a lot
0: of real Midwest emo guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you don't know Incubus, uh, you <laughs> clearly didn't go to college in the early two thousands. Yeah. Succubus. <laughs> they do a is lot a of what?
2: The, <laughs> There's a succubus and an incubus. Okay. You know the
0: succubus from out, uh, South Park. She tried to
2: marry Chef. Yeah. Oh suc- my
0: babies get it's, married. A, it's a, a
2: succubus a f- f- is a female demon. Uh, that that has sex with sleeping men. Yeah, yeah. There was incubus. a whole episode on South Park where the succubus was going to marry Chef.
1: What's a harpy?
2: Hold on. Uh, uh, an incubus is an evil spirit that lies on person in their sleep.
1: So <laughs> an
2: incubus <It> just puts <laughs> weight hold on. It's a weighted blanket. An incubus. <laughs> an incubus has sex with sleeping women. Uh, a succubus has sex with sleeping men. Oh, oh Ghostbusters. Okay. Mm-hmm. That oh, scene that really
0: sheds a bad light on Enki band. Like, are yeah. they? Are we going to Bill Cosby? I like, are we going to
2: need a Bill Cosby story about them?
1: What happened with Knife Hands? He said, I would rather die than live like you. And then pff, they killed him.
2: He was basically the Nathaniel Hale of the 1500s in Chile.
1: Yeah, but he okay. didn't really... He sounds kind of... Hmm.
2: He sounds awesome. I don't know
1: how that's uh,
2: carnival
0: adjacent, honestly.
1: <laughs> he's got knife he's got no knife hands. hands. He's, he's got knife for he's hands. He's a knife hand man. Okay. He's knife hands. Yeah. So he's the first one. So we're gonna
0: man. take a break and when we come back, <laughs> I'm gonna tell a story about a guy that, to my knowledge, has not died.
1: Because oh. both
0: stories <laughs> up to this point, <laughs> yeah, yet. But we don't know that he will. We already
1: like, did a whole yeah. episode on Jimmy Carter. That's true. Oh, still yeah, and he's die. still alive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we will be back after this brief message from one of our sponsors. Punch dab.
2: Blaine, you look different.
0: Did you get a haircut? Oh, I did. Thanks for asking. Oh, it looks nice. People have been noticing more often since I've started going to Chop Chop Barbershop. Say that one more time. Uh, people have noticed more often since I've been going to Chop Chop Barbershop.
2: Chop Chop.
0: Yeah. It's a super cool, very clean spot over by 16th in College Area, 16th in Yandis, if you will. Okay, I will here uh, in Indy. Yeah, super cool building, old school style barbershop. Anthony always fades me up well. He leads this diverse team of three other barbers. All three of my kids get their haircuts there. Even my wife gets her haircut. there. Oh, they there. do ladies' cuts, yeah, too. From, you know, fades to braids and everything in between. I love that. And if
2: I wanted more info, where could I go? I would check out, personally, chopchopbarbers.com. Okay, chopchopbarbers.com.
0: From fades to braids to kitty cuts to the coolest barber shop there is.
1: I don't want to look bad, so, so I'm going to go to Chop Chop Barbershop. Yeah. yeah. Doop, doop, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you, Russ. Ryan already told us a story. <laughs> yep. And now it's Blaine's turn. Yep. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, like
0: Russ, I'm going to really struggle with some pronunciations that's here. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Okay. Tomoaki Hamatsu. Okay. Do you say Milwaukee? Tomowaki. Uh-huh. Tomoaki. T-O-M-O-A-K-I. Tomoaki.
1: Tomowaki. Where are we going? <laughs> Tomowaki. Tomowaki. <laughs>
0: uh Hamatsu. <laughs> Japanese comedian. He's currently still alive. Why we know about him. Uh, yeah. So Hamatsu, he was selected to be on this game show in Japan. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Those yeah. game shows are wild. Yeah. Japanese game shows are yeah. What was so there's the, no laws. What kind of
2: dystopian one, the, the what game, the squid game. Oh yeah. Oh, was squid that, game. That was yeah. Korea, yeah, yeah. I think. Anyway.
0: So he was he won a lottery for a show business related job. Okay. And he was selected <laughs> to be on the show
1: Sounds like a crazy called inside. Susu
0: Unu Denpa Shonen. Uh, Susu from, Uno Denpa Shonen. From January nineteen ninety eight to March of two thousand two. He was challenged to stay. Well, what was the dates? January 1998 to March of 2002. Okay. That's a long run for Yeah. That. Yeah. He essentially, the producers dropped him into this apartment naked, <laughs> completely naked.
1: Okay. This, this lines up with what I think uh-huh. about Japanese game shows.
0: And he had to enter mail-in sweepstakes until he won 1 million yen. Why well, did he have to, to win naked? the show? <laughs> because <laughs> like he wasn't allowed to have anything. Like so oh. all he was allowed to have was like magazines in the room and he could enter sweepstakes from the magazines and he had to earn, like he had to win, like <laughs> to be able to like earn clothes, I like to,
1: food. I would like to reiterate Ryan's question. Why did he need to be naked?
0: Because oh, the, he had to the win. The point was he had to win oh. from mail in sweepstakes, everything. So like, he was starting like, with nothing. So he's in a barren apartment, naked With just magazines that had mail-in sweepstakes that he had to enter. And to win the game, he had to win a million yen.
1: Okay, hold on. First of all, Playboy magazines, I assume, (laughs) Gene Shepard articles. You have to wait a while for those to get mailed back to you. Yeah, it's yeah like, you like sure this guy do. All
2: day, every day, you is sure going do. through magazines. Sure do.
1: Like Publishers Clearinghouse? started with them?
0: nothing, including clothes. Obviously, okay. we've established we've that.
1: we definitely He's that. Cut off
0: from all outside communication and broadcasting, and he had nothing to keep him company except for those magazines. It um, took him three hundred and thirty-five days.
1: Hold, oh, wait. How did he eat? <laughs> How did he eat?
0: Oh, we'll get there.
1: Wait, hold on. Did he, okay. Did he know he was being filmed? Yeah, because
0: he knew he was on a game show. He was on Susunu Deshenai. Yeah. Susudio. So yeah. the only thing that he, like, would get as, uh, as possessions... He would have to win through these sweepstakes. I don't know. That understand. he would like—they must have
1: that. been rigging these sweepstakes. I do so probably, probably,
0: probably. Do you the think only Genesis- things he had were basic utilities, running water, heating, and electricity, and stacks of postcards required to be able to send off the postcards. mailing, right? Like, so yeah. he had to be able to enter. So they like gave him the sure. postage to enter. Do you
1: think when Genesis was recording that song, they mm-hmm. said they were going to the Susu studio? I hope they did. So <laughs> well done, because he was
0: nude and this was being live streamed. Uh-huh. They put an eggplant over his privates.
2: Oh, oh what? Is that? So where we got the eggplant emoji?
0: Nasubi, like, is his is it's now his nickname. His he's known as Nasubi uh, now.
1: What, what does that mean? Because again?
0: Nasubi is the Japanese word for eggplant. Okay. Okay. Also, he is the Guinness World Record for the longest time survived on competition winnings. Huh. Three hundred thirty-five days.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. So, this is wild. This, I, they're rigging these contests, yeah. right? How does he survive? How to win food, to win food. I don't
0: get this. He thought that the show that they were just recording things to be edited for a future show. Yes, in reality, uh, it was live streamed and the footage was aired every single week with sound effects at intervals and like. 24 7 television
2: it's just a man reading magazines and entering sweepstakes and it that's was a huge hit in japan yeah. oh, it's kind oh, of like the minute. truman show yeah. millions of people
0: watch this cameras every in the bathroom week. so that's why it was a huge hit. at first he had no food only <laughs> <that> drinking <laughs> water and he was losing weight and eventually he won like sugary drinks from one of the sweepstakes. So essentially, what it wor- way it works is like they would put a, a dollar amount to what, everything he won, okay. and he had to earn a million yen, which is like eight thousand dollars, like eight bucks. And so the first thing he won was sugary drinks, and then he won <laughs> a, a bag of rice. Okay, but he didn't have any way to cook the rice to eat it. So he just had to eat raw hard. Oh rice. no,
1: he didn't have water. He didn't have a kitchen. Wait a minute,
0: he devised a makeshift heating container with a discarded bag that he got the drinks in and he was able to cook the rice by placing it next to the stove. But then his primary source of food became kibble dog food. Oh
2: God. Because he
0: won that after he ran out of the rice. So this dude is literally like surviving like, and it's being filmed on dog food and dry rice. Wow. Um,
1: Are there sponsors? Were he, there, was it sponsored by Kibble?
0: He eventually, at one point, won a stuffed toy, and that became his like friend. for oh, Wilson! <laughs> because Wilson's he would talk Wilson's to it, so and he awesome. called it his sensei. It was his only interaction. <laughs> he never won clothing. <laughs> he actually, at one point, won ladies' underwear, but it was too small to fit. So he this? just. Sort of this is, like lived naked.
1: This is. <laughs> I told you it was going to be bananas. Is torture, like yeah, no. Okay. This is pure torture because these sweepstakes aren't real, right? It's and just the he, producers of the show. They're like, send them in women's underwear. A, what do we have? Kibble. Yeah. He
0: never won anything to trim his facial hair, or fingernails, or his hair. Oh so gosh. he just grew really long hair, huge beard. This finger, is for almost like a he, year, like, right? Uh, yes, three hundred thirty-five days. Wow. He won prizes he was unable to use, but they would go towards his total, White like rice. movie tickets and a bicycle. But he couldn't use the bicycle, so he set up a way to create a stationary bike out of the bicycle cool, so he could exercise. exercise.
2: You
1: got to be careful. Yeah, you riding just bike like, naked. And put it in rice. Right? He won because it won't get at one, exactly at one point. He,
0: he won a TV, but the producers were like scared of him seeing the outside, being world. able to see the outside world. So like then he won a PlayStation, but. He actually only won the PlayStation game, not the PlayStation. <laughs>
1: this
0: is. And the only game And then the he inventive. won a PlayStation okay. and the only game he had was a train simulator. <laughs> oh a simulator just play driving a train. <laughs> so, the show, the, was, the show was so popular in Japanese households that people started figuring out where he was and oh. paparazzi would hang out outside. Wow.
1: How did he not go completely insane? So then they had to
0: figure out how to get him away from that to where people wouldn't know because they didn't want him to know anything about the outside world. Wow. So um they buried him in a well. Blindfolded him and transported him, and when he gets there, he's in a brand new apartment, similar like Spartan conditions. He was told that the change of space was for renewed luck. And then he (sighs) continued doing entries to these sweepstakes he eventually gets a chair and a desk he had to which enter the, so many magazines like so no remember sorry. like he eventually gets a chair and a desk that's his wow. first furniture he's in he a, a barren chair. apartment and he's naked, naked, the naked time. with the stationary bike
1: he's still like, it, are people talking to him like is he like it's, otherwise it's solitary confinement yeah this no no he's completely by himself okay so it's torture yeah right it's so torture it's solitary, eventually he and
0: wins torture. a vcr Oh, and good. two tapes. It doesn't say what the tapes oh, are. Oh, my God. And what he mean? would get so, like, ingrained into playing the train simulator because it was the only, like, wow. like stimulation he'd yeah. get. He would oh, have to yeah. force himself to stop playing the train simulator so he could enter more sweepstakes. Oh, man.
2: It's like lab rats. So <laughs> at like one point, sugar water.
0: the way he won, the way he got his million yen goal was he won four car tires. Okay. <laughs> So like that got him to the dollar amount. Three hundred and thirty five <laughs> days after starting, after he was told he was uh he won, he was given his clothes back and he was blindfolded and then taken to a different surprise location. So he yeah, happily this signed location. up for this? Yeah. Okay. Did but they, he didn't know what he was signing up for.
1: But at some point, was he hitting the emergency exit button? Like I'm done. I don't mean, think like there was one. I'm done. They're just like I'm leaving done. him in there? This so is-
0: Japan is a whole other country. So he thought, okay, I did it. I've won. They're taking me to the place to give me my prize. And
1: <laughs> my clothes. They
0: unblindfold him, Uh-oh. and he's in South Korea.
1: What? From
0: Why? From Japan. I think They, this whole thing they gave real. him a full day at an amusement park.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Like, by himself. And he was able to, like, eat all the food and ride all the rides. And then when he was done he was taken to another apartment. What? Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah.
0: This is like an episode when of When did he die? It's like purgatory. And he once again was asked to take off his clothes to do the sweepstakes challenge again.
1: I bet he did it, right?
0: And he was like, I don't want to do it, but he had agreed. So this time, he had to win enough sweepstakes money to afford a plane back to Japan, where wow. he's from. So he's in South Korea now. Wow. He's gotten so good at the sweepstakes game that he gets this time he wins in like a couple weeks. Now here's the question: How do you even win a sweepstakes? You just have to be chosen. Yeah, you just. Yeah. But like, if you do enough of them, I don't know. You're just apparently, like, you like you get hundreds
1: good. of postcards for every one. So wow. then wow. he uh, gets he gets the,
0: enough prize money so fast the producers were like we weren't expecting this. So now the new goal is you have to get enough tickets or enough money to get a business class ticket. And then okay. he got that so fast. They were like, you have to get a first class ticket. Wow. Well, he gets that super fast. So then. What do
1: you mean the. He didn't just get mail like it had to go through the producers. He right? earns.
0: Sure. So he earns enough in first class to fly from South Korea to Japan. They blindfold him again. Gosh. They give him clothes again. He's taken to another uh, apartment in Japan. He gets there. He looks around. He realizes he's in another apartment. Uh, he's like, the game's starting again. So he just declothes. Wow, he, he knows he's like is, he is. He's trained. He's like, I know my role. Takes his here. clothes off. He takes his clothes off. They take the blindfold off. He's like, all right, we're doing this again. All of a sudden, the walls of the apartment fall down, and he's on a studio, a TV studio with a live audience. Oh, oh wow! Just studio. standing there naked.
1: <laughs> this. <laughs> like makes me angry like it's <laughs>
0: poor. Bastard. and he was super confused because he didn't realize it had been broadcast like previously he thought this was just all like earned footage they were going to use later for a show they were going to edit people so he's been watching like, the whole time yeah he's like has no idea why all these people are in the studio watching him and super excited to see him so the whole thing took like 15 months and uh he, he had been writing diaries the entire time. His wow. diaries during the time became a best-selling book in Japan. Wow.
1: Okay, so he must have won pencils. He must have won uh-huh. the the TV his show, his- the
0: TV, the live the live stream TV show broke. Every single Japanese TV record. It was bringing in 17 million viewers every Sunday night. Oh,
1: my gosh. What's the name of this show? Uh,
0: Hold on. Yeah. Uh,
1: Super Happy Fun Time show. Susuno. (laughs) Susunu Denpa Shonen.
0: I'm assuming Shonen's show. Susunu Denpa Shonen. So. 17 and a half million viewers. So now he's back in regular life. And, like, he finds clothing, like, hot and sweaty. Because he's been naked for a
2: year. He's plus. Tom Hanks coming back from cast.
0: He has a yeah. really hard time like carrying on conversations. And then he has a FedEx package he hasn't <laughs> opened up
1: because <anyone laughs> he's going to deliver it.
0: And then like COVID comes around, yeah, and he becomes. Oh. Uh, the spokesperson for staying he, at home. He's like, here's how you do it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I know exactly how to handle this scenario. Take he goes, the he so, so he becomes he becomes like the guy in COVID in Japan. Wow. And he tried stand-up comedy for a little while. Sure. Um he ends That's up becoming does. a stage actor, and he was in a, a stage troupe called the eggplant way. Okay. Um and he was in multiple different characters in that.
1: Wow, he's a male star. And, but like, yeah, but like after all that, he ended up
0: like, and obviously, like he's 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 very well documented about like how bad his mental health is because of that. Yeah, and like how much like he's gone through to like kind of get to the other side of that.
2: Wow,
0: he's now a celebrity in Japan. He's very well known. He's like goes around and gives like uh, speaking engagements and things like that. In two thousand and sixteen. He successfully scaled Mount Everest.
2: Good for him. Sure.
0: Like, because I would Imagine that that dude has like the mental strength. Oh, like just a freaking nothing. Better, can like break that guy. dude. That dude like would look at 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 buds the Navy yeah. SEAL training yeah. and be like, Yeah,
1: okay. He's like, I can
0: do that naked. When David Goggins is like, <laughs> Who's gonna carry the boats? He's like, I'll carry it by myself, buddy.
1: I don't need any of these other people. Like, what? is going on in Japan. Is that wild? That was the <laughs> highest rated show is watching this poor guy in 17 million people every Sunday night. Losing his mind. Yeah. Just <laughs> losing his mind. Wait. Starving? <laughs> What was his friend? His sensei? What, what oh, was it was. A, it just
0: a stuffed animal. It doesn't say what kind of stuffed Pando, animal, but Pando, that right? it, he <laughs> called it his sensei. They definitely had a relationship.
1: Oh, I, I wonder if it was like a ninja turtle. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won.
0: I mean. That's the most banana story I've ever heard. Like, this dude was just. Hatsui?
2: uh, Hold on. Yeah, you're right. We do need
0: to. uh, So, well, he's Nasubi, is what he's called now, which is the Japanese word for eggplant, but his name is Tomowaki Hamatsu. Okay. Um,
1: Gosh, wow.
0: I mean, I don't
1: even know where to start with that. Like, you think you're going on a
0: game show, and they're just like, all right, you got to get naked. And I'm assuming, like, in the moment, you're like, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's part of the rules. Yeah. Like yeah. that's part of the thing. Yeah. And like in and then a couple you don't days, see anyone for a year. A full year. A full year. And then wow. when you think you won, and you're like, "All right, I did it." They're going to give me money. Yeah. I'm going to, like, nope. have some sort of prize out of this. They're like, "Nope." Now you're in an amusement park season two. Also, now you have to figure out how to get back to. Your there
1: couldn't be much. windows in this place, right? Because they would look out on like the outside world. I don't know, man. This is. That's like that's if, terrifying if, if you think too long about it. It's like if Guantanamo Bay live stream was like the number one thing here.
2: Yeah. Whew. So there were other
0: guests on this show. I'm what just what were they lying. doing? They couldn't I,
1: visit him. Yeah. The first guy was his rice, or like a mailman, like a sim, whatever. So the second or, season you know, of this show after him, there was other people.
0: Oh yeah, two people were put on desert island with no food or clue where they were, and then they were told. If they built a raft and reached Tokyo, they would win. Oh, that's like and that it show. took them. What's the naked? Took naked them four months. Afraid, yeah, so it afraid. became naked and afraid. Yeah, and then they went into Africa. They went to the Cape of Good Hope yeah, in South did. Africa, and they had to get to Norway, but they couldn't use any money.
1: You they just had to had get to persuade to Nor- people to from from the Cape of Good
0: Hope to Norway without any money. That's like the that amazing was like the race. third season. Yeah, yeah, it is Amazing Race third season it looks like it had something to do with baseball players oh yeah no they were fans of baseball teams and the only thing that was on tv was their favorite baseball team
2: and the they producers? were only
0: allowed food if their oh. baseball team won oh gosh That's and if they lost the lights everything? would just shut off and oh. there would be no power until the next game it's terrifying <laughs> look at how is, this, how is this
1: legal? It's not. It can't be legal. <laughs> what is happening in Japan? where
0: well, That is like accepted. Like, well, also like if you followed the first guy, why would you ever agree to be yeah. on the show?
2: If someone is listening to this right now in Japan and you can explain to us yeah. what is going on behind yeah. this game
1: please let us know. Yeah, just if, blink if twice so, if you're in danger. So if if the
0: baseball team went on like a winning streak, the yeah. food would progressively get better, oh, nice. better every oh, night. Yeah. But if they went on a losing streak, <laughs> it would just be dark for days at a time. Oh, it was just <laughs> That's horrible no food and like <laughs> your your prize at the end of the, the, the series was based purely on how good your baseball team oh, is. man. Here we have. So like, like a- if you're an Alabama fan, <laughs> yeah, like this show, you're fine. Oh. Yeah, filet. If you are a fan of Vanderbilt, oh.
1: you're just living in the dark. Yeah, when you <laughs> just, said when you said there was guests on the show, the first thought I had was Ed McMahon. I <laughs> oh <Hey-oh. laughs> just not getting food tonight. He comes in with the big check and just leaves it. Could <laughs> <laughs> do absolutely nothing oh, except for maybe cook rice. How did over you hear there. about this?
0: This random Instagram account I yeah. follow told some of the story, yeah. and I was like, "That's good episode That's for that the." the so wild. I looked it up, and like, it's. I mean that it's pure torture that is yeah. Guantanamo Bay level yeah. torture Jeez. i wonder what his All they left the out was putting was him in a small box and playing metallica for, for really? or yeah. crying babies for 19 hours oh gosh the, i mean that's good legit night. 335 days oh, 30 you, days it's psychological warfare I, like imagine the room we're in torture yeah take this table out of it take that couch take yep. everything out of this room yep get except naked. the pre-fontaine poster can we keep that yeah yeah cuz it's yeah get okay. naked and then here's some magazines, win what you can live with. That's crazy.
1: What magazines have like okay, never mind.
0: Good housekeeping. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Japanese
1: magazines. I know. Like. That's what I'm wondering. They're probably super weird. The like small, you'd also have
0: weird. to imagine that a ton of people were like, I'm gonna enter the same stuff as him. Because oh, if yeah. I win, he loses. Yeah. The magazine companies were oh, probably yeah. like, Let's do well, it. Well because like that's part of watching oh, that type of show, right? Yeah. Is like you don't want him to win. Right. Like you want to see how long he'll oh, survive yeah, without I winning. See him suffer so you want to enter. The, yeah, you want to <laughs> enter. Like, that, is, but that's like that's
2: part of like hate watching, right? It's such a sociological uh, experiment. Man, is this guy still alive? Yeah gosh
0: yeah i told you he was like the spokesperson for japan during the lockdown he's like guys i know he was like no here's how you lock down like you just have to mentally like it's well no i mean i'm sure he didn't didn't encourage people to get naked but i'm sure that he was like no like i I was super screwed up by this process but like there's definitely a way you can stay in your house and keep other people
2: safe like that's that's a valuable message good train simulator game yeah yeah just, God, did he have to win toilet? Paper? I wonder. I okay. wonder if no, that all the pages weird, from the magazines. That's I, oh, went, I wonder, I
0: wonder if that weird uh, British dude that puts the GoPro facing his own face and oh, gets really guy. excited about he's trains. So happy. Like watch that he's show. So like happy. so got, happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I know exactly like,
1: you're That about. guy is he's so <laughs> he's bananas. so excited.
0: Like I uh. definitely thought that guy was like. Um, <laughs> Mentally ill for a while, and I was like, "No, he just really likes trains. He just really likes he trains. He just loves yeah. trains. It's great.
1: Yeah, he gets so huh. excited. He like really he does. sees, like, oh, that's a fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody should put him in a room. Yeah, oh, he's just full take of trains. all of his clothes. Here you go, train
2: simulator for a year, buddy. <laughs> that guy made something to make rice in. That's wild that he had to force himself to stop playing the train simulation game to actually – Yeah, like he had – he was like, actually, I don't want to
0: play a train simulation game for the rest of my life. The only way I get out of the train simulation is to stop playing it so I can force myself to fill out these forms. There is nothing not wild about this story. It has to (laughs) be. Like Like, I – it was it, when I saw the story, I was like, I think this tops any story Russ has had. Yeah, because yeah. you're usually the one that brings the heat. You, I brought
1: knife hands.
0: You, <laughs> yeah. Well, but like you also brought like wheelbarrow monkey guy. Yeah. You bought lobster
2: claws. I did. <laughs> yeah. Lobster. Like hands.
0: I feel like this tops all of them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm real
2: proud of it. A horse that can detect if people is uh, 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 someone a harlot. harlot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And wow. I your move, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Blaine, thank you. That yeah, story is wild. That was thank something. You. Gosh. Guys, thanks for listening. We're going to come back in a couple weeks with another episode yeah, that is sure gonna, uh-huh. It's going to be every great. two weeks. Every
0: Wednesday, I I'd never forget. Russ doesn't have to remind me. No, I not, put not it. once. I, has
2: it, Russ ever st- had st- to remind once. you to upload? There's the only audio. been
0: one episode that came late and it was like <laughs> 9 a.m. on a Wednesday because Russ was like, wasn't today supposed to be an episode? <laughs> ah, but I was like, oh, it. crap. <laughs> Well, if you want to support the podcast... Actually, this week, like, I've been better about it recently, but this week, Russ was like, new episodes tomorrow, right? And I was like, sure is, and ran into the other room and grabbed my laptop. Ready to go now.
2: (laughs) Uh, If you want to support the podcast, please become a patron. You can do so at patreon.com slash presquential. You get episodes early, ad-free, and uh, it's a lot of fun to join the community. Thank you so much for listening to episode six of season five, Historically Adjacent, brought to you by the Presquential Podcast. We'll see you next time.